With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Future Brew, our Michigan football and basketball recruiting podcast here on mazeandbrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and joining me today are my two lovely co-hosts, as always, John Simmons and Stephen Asentoski. And before we get started, Stephen, me, you, and uh, our team site leader, Anthony, last week were uh, going back and forth on Twitter about Chicago-style pizza, and uh, we clearly know what the superior uh, choice is here, but you, you want to give your, your take on, on your favorite, Stephen, before we start? Well, you guys are dead wrong. I don't know what happened at Pequod's. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. They were having an off day, but I had been there for, I lived in Chicago for, what, four years or so? Never, five years. Never once had I had a bad Pequod's pizza. So I don't know who you, who you upset, whose uh, family you insulted Lowe's on there, but I don't know, man. That's a, I've never had a bad experience, and I've never walked away from Lou Malnati's like, wow, that was the best Chicago pizza. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, we, we, we've had a few different experiences then in, in our time. But you, you, with you That's being crazy. the the resident Chicagoan, uh, yeah. they, they've deemed you a Chicagoan down there, I think. And, uh, yeah, now the, the Pequods, when we went there, me and Anthony, it yeah, it just tasted like it had been sat out for a while. And, look, I'm always willing to give something a second shot. Well, so, hey, it, yeah, if you go back, go to Art of Pizza, all right? It's not a fun spot to eat pizza. Okay. It's more of a takeout spot, but I'm telling you, it's it's better than all of them combined. So, Art of Pizza well, for all the, the listeners as well. 
in these days of, of COVID and me not really wanting to go inside restaurants, <laughs> a takeout or pizza may not be a bad option. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I digress. Uh, Lou Malnati's is still number one in my book until uh, proven otherwise for me. Don't but, listen uh, to him, John. Don't listen to him. <laughs> John, what's the tiebreaker? Well, I've been to Chicago, but I, I actually didn't go to either ones. But I was just in uh, East or New Haven, Connecticut. Oh, yes. Ben, which is home of Frank Pepe's, which is just ranked the number one pizza in America. And we got a pizza there. And I think that has to... Uh, stand for something at least. You guys both beat. All right. Yeah. yeah one, one of my buddies used to live in uh, that area as well, and he would crave that pizza all the time. So I, I definitely uh, uh, can relate to that. And I'm sure that it's delicious. I've never been over there myself, but I, I bet uh, I bet it's pretty good. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. I, one thing we can all agree upon, pizza is pretty good. And uh, I guess it just depends on what you prefer. Um, so that wraps up our edition of pizza talk here on future brew, but now getting to the recruiting talk here, there's actually quite a bit to talk about, uh, in terms of like commitments and decommitments and in Michigan sense, uh, two decommitments took place over the last week. And, uh, let's just start, we'll go one by one here. And, uh, Marcus Allen, the uh, three-star wide receiver from Clayton, Ohio was the first one to decommit last week. I believe that was last Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh, he'd been committed to the program since uh, April or May. He was the first wide receiver to commit to uh, Michigan's 2021 class. And he just decided to decommit. Really took me by surprise. I really did not see this one coming at all. When it comes to decommitments, you can kind of get a sense that something's coming. You could maybe get a sense of uh, possibly the reports that are going on on these other websites or maybe the social media game. But honestly, I, I didn't really see much of anything. So that really was a blind side to me. I'm not sure how it felt to Josh Gaddis and those guys over at Schembechler Hall, uh, but they lost out on the three-star receiver. I thought very highly of him as a prospect. I know, John, you really liked his game as well. You wrote in your evaluation of him back when he committed that he was very uh, underrated and uh, that really goes to show when a guy that was somewhere in the six or seven hundreds ends up being right now at a 402 overall on the composite. So a pretty decent sting there for Michigan. In my opinion, John, what do you think? What was your initial reaction when you saw the news and uh, where does Michigan go from here at the receiver spot? Yeah, I was definitely uh, surprised. Like uh, you were talking about, I think I, we share the same feelings there. He didn't seem anything like, uh, nothing pointed towards him kind of wavering before the day that he decommitted. He posted some tweets about wanting to go where you feel loved. And I just was reading those and assumed he was talking about, you know, one of his teammates going through the process or something like that. But it turns out uh, maybe he wasn't feeling the love uh, from the coaches. So uh, I guess uh, that's it led him to decommit. But yeah, from everything since he committed, it's, it seemed solid. So it's definitely a surprise. And I, I did like him a lot. I was glad to see rivals give him a fourth star. I think he deserved that for sure. And he, he's playing through a torn labor right now and still putting up uh, pretty big numbers. So I think uh, it shows he's a gamer. And uh, I think he has, still has a lot of talent. So I'm looking forward to, to see where he ends up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. On 24-7's profile, 
for Marcus Allen. Uh, two programs are listed as warm now, and that's Wisconsin and Cincinnati. So it goes to show that uh, it, he's definitely wanted by a few pretty big programs. Obviously, Cincinnati's not – uh, a, a great program by any means, but a nationally ranked at the moment. And uh, they've been pretty good over the last few seasons. So Steven, uh, I want to get your take on this as well. What was your initial reaction when you heard about this? And uh, at the end of the day, uh, e- even though it's a, a little bit of a sting, Michigan's got three pretty good wide receivers to fall back on in this 2021 class. Yeah, it was really surprising because he was pretty active on social media as well. I mean, he, he had a you know, nice commitment video as well. So he, he was seemingly all in, as uh, John mentioned, there were some like right before his announcement, the, uh, you know, maybe he wasn't feeling the love from the coaching staff, whatever it may be. It was interesting. Michigan picked up uh, Andrew Anthony, uh, wide receiver out of East Lansing. Uh, I believe that was, that was after uh, the commitment from Allen as well. So could be a thing where, you know, Anthony was in the similar range. You also had, uh, you know, Christian Dixon and Worthy in the class. So maybe it was just feeling a little bit crowded. Hard to tell, hard to speculate in that scenario. But, um, but yeah, he, he seems like a guy who will uh, probably have like a really good couple of years at Cincinnati. And people will be questioning like, man, why wasn't this guy at like a bigger school or something? So, so no, I think, I think he'll do well wherever he ends up. But, um, but like you said, um, Worthy and, and Dixon lit it up at the Python 7th or uh, pylon, Python 7-on-7, seven seven. I'll create that event. But no, the pylons, <laughs> pylon 7-on-7 seven seven recently. So Michigan's in a good spot with those two guys. I like where Anthony is as well. So, um, so yeah, I think it's still a good good spot to be for Michigan in this case. Yeah, I mean, with Worthy being a top 100 guy and then Christian Dixon being a fringe 200 uh, overall player, uh, and then you get an in-state kid that you stole away from Michigan State and Andrew Anthony and a guy that they really like as well. And a guy that is kind of like Marcus Allen in a lot of ways. They're similar frame. Uh, they're both six foot two. Uh, Andrew's probably a bit weaker muscularly uh, than Marcus Allen at this point. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, two very similar uh, type receivers that uh, they both enjoy there. But uh uh, interesting to see if they will continue to recruit the position. I had heard from Jaden Thomas a little after Marcus Allen's decommitment, and he said that he was still talking with Michigan and Josh Gaddis and hearing from them uh, every so often. So it'll be interesting to see if, if they really go all in to try and get another receiver or if they look for uh, other positions, which uh, I don't know, maybe they'll go after the linebacker position because they lost uh, a linebacker um, to a decommitment last week as well. Casey Finney uh, being that linebacker. And I believe he was the first linebacker to commit to Michigan's 2021 class. They had uh, four uh, in the cupboard and now they've only got three. Uh, He was nationally ranked 1,189 uh, so the 24-7 and all the recruiting services are not very high on him. He ended up flipping his commitment entirely to Boston College, which was not a surprise given that his teammate Drew Kendall, who Michigan was going after for quite a long time, four-star offensive lineman, uh, is being projected to land at Boston College as well. So not really a shocking development, especially when you consider Drew Kendall was leaning toward Boston College for the last few weeks or so, uh, and, and things 
kind of tempered off there. It, odds were at the end of the day that if Michigan didn't end up getting Kendall, that Finney would probably be uh, the odd man out there in the linebacker room for the class. Uh, it always just, to me at least, felt like they took his commitment uh, to try and get a, a, a leg up in Drew Kendall's recruitment there. So, John, I'll just ask you the same question. What were your thoughts there with his flip to Boston College? Uh, to me, it pretty much eliminates Michigan from Kendall entirely. Yeah, I think that the writing was on the wall once uh, Kendall kind of swung the other way. Um, it is kind of a similar situation to Allen, too, though, where uh, Finney was the first guy at his position to commit, and then Michigan gets three other guys who are more highly ranked, and then all of a sudden it feels pretty crowded. So I don't blame him for wanting to stay home. I know he had uh, some family members with COVID, too, um, so it's totally understandable that he wants to be closer to home um, and play for, for the local school. So uh, I think it was pretty uh, mutual parting of the ways there, and I don't think Michigan's beat up too badly. They've recruited linebacker. Uh, pretty well the last two cycles they have a bunch of bodies in that room all with freshman eligibility now so uh, I think they'll still be set and they can you know maybe save the scholarship for next year or try to put it uh, at another position for this class yeah certainly I, I agree with all of that uh, one thing that if I'm a Michigan fan and I'm, I'm following recruiting here be a little concerned uh, just given the fact that all, all these decommitments and flips, uh, all these two happen within the last week, you definitely hope that you don't get another one from another linebacker because you're really pulling for these three linebackers here to uh, uh, stay true to their commitment. Obviously, Jaden Hood being the one that I'm more so referring to, I, I think at this point, Junior Colson is pretty locked into his commitment uh, to Michigan. But uh, Jaden Hood, being a four-star from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, has not visited Michigan yet and uh, is still getting uh, text messages and phone calls from coaches at universities like Miami who have been playing very well uh, so far in their first few weeks of ACC play and then Minnesota being another school that uh, is still communicating with him so really in my opinion I think if if another linebacker flips here this could uh, cause a little bit of concern and some problems in this 2021 class here. Uh, Steven, what would you think about all of that? Yeah, I think you got enough guys in the 2020 class to be positioned. Okay. I mean, uh, only one guy you could say would be like top end of that Khalil Mullings. He was a top like right around 150 in the 2020 class. Um, you are, you know, you also had Osman Savage, who is top 300 overall. Uh, there's really good early returns on Nakai Hill Green of the 2020 class. He's standing out um, in the early freshman reports here. And then you had inside linebacker Cornell Wheeler out of West Bloomfield. So those four guys will be freshmen next year as well. So I agree you want, you know, three, three seems like the right number. Um, luckily, Michigan did secure the commitment of Tyler Martin, another Massachusetts uh, four-star guy, kind of of the same mold as Finney. So um, seems like Michigan is, is pretty well positioned at that, uh, at that position at linebacker core. So I'm not overly concerned about that. But, I mean, again, that this commitment feels like kind of a, you know, I can play at Boston College probably earlier than he would at Michigan for sure and also just close to home. So I think that's a concern across all positions. Um, but linebacker overall, I think, is one where Michigan 
could take a hit where there's lots of other positions that I would uh, rather that not happen to uh, yeah. before linebacker. But, uh, but I agree. I mean, that's something to always consider. And I think it's, it's definitely a, a big consideration, you know, going from Massachusetts to Michigan. That's a, it's a sizable difference in COVID time. So I, I can't blame the guy. No, I can't blame him either. I, I definitely can't fault him for wanting to stay home and be closer to family, especially during these uncertain times. Everything's just so crazy. And uh, with the fact that he wouldn't even be able to visit Michigan uh, due to the in-person recruiting dead period being extended all the way until January 1st of 2021. So it's going to be a, a strange fall uh, with all of these schools not being able to host recruits. Uh, it's going to be very unfortunate for all of that can't take uh, official visits or anything like that. So hopefully Michigan can hang on uh, to dear life to all of these other recruits, uh, especially Jaden hood, just given the fact that he's communicating still with uh, some other schools. Uh, obviously this happens every cycle, but uh, hoping that Michigan can hang on to his commitment. I really enjoy watching him play ball as well. Um, this episode is sponsored by better help. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we'll, we'll wrap up today's podcast uh, with something that hasn't really happened a ton over the last, I don't know, three or four weeks is uh, Michigan sent out a uh, 2021 offer. And with this 2021 class pretty much wrapped up, I figured that there wouldn't be too many of these left. But Ed Warner, are these still looking for another guy to uh, round out that offensive line group in this class? And he sent the offer to Remington Strickland, which is an awesome name, first and foremost. But he is 6'4", 292, is uh, from Sugarland, Texas. He is a three-star. They have him listed as a center on 24-7, but – he is allegedly being recruited to play either guard or right tackle at Michigan, um, which is a very interesting to me that you could throw him at a, a few different positions. So he seems to be a pretty versatile guy. Uh, SMU and Houston are listed as warm on his 24-7 sports profile. He has other offers, of course, from Michigan, but Memphis, Boise State, Arkansas, Louisiana Tech, Purdue, 
uh, San Diego State, UCF, and a few others as well. So, John, quite the development here on the offensive line. They, they're really going all out for one more guy, uh, which is quite shocking to me considering that they've already got a pretty decent haul at the offensive line. Um, maybe it's an indicator that they don't like a whole lot of guys in the 22 class, uh, but at the very least, whatever the reason is, they want one more guy on the offensive line in 21. Yeah, I think it could be a response to Finney's decommitment and Allen's too, just having more space than they thought going into this. So they could just be uh, thinking that, you know, now that they're not as squeezed for space, they can go to the fifth, get that fifth offensive lineman that they wanted. Um, so I I could see that being the case too. Uh, but yeah, you know me, I'm excited anytime a 21 offer gets out writing those offer board updates. It's been like two since June. So they prob- they must really like uh, Strickland a lot to to offer him given how many how few players they've they've offered so far. Um, I'm not really sure about tackle. Uh, he on his film he he basically uh, just leans on guys and they fall over. I don't think he does doesn't play in a very high division. Uh, he plays in like a private parochial school league um, where in Texas all the big powerhouses are public schools. So I think it's going to be a question to see if he can hold up against. Uh, players that aren't clearly outmatched against him, but he does look to move well. Um, obviously, it has a lot of strength. Uh, so uh, he's an interesting prospect for sure. I like that he has an Arkansas offer because uh, that's Sam Pittman's the head coach there, who was an offensive line guru at Georgia before he yeah. uh, became the head coach at Arkansas there. So I like that. Um, but yeah, it's mostly group of five schools that are going after him right now. So he'd definitely be an under the radar project type of player. So Michigan's already got a couple guys committed in this class that could play either center or guard. Obviously, you would imagine Raheem Anderson would probably be the center in this class. El-Hadi, the top 100 offensive tackle from Sterling Heights. He could probably play interior as well, but I think they have plans for him to play right tackle. So I don't think uh, Remington Strickland would play tackle here either. I think he would probably be set to play either left guard or right guard, I guess, just depending on uh, wherever he ends up competing at. Um, but oh, was there anything on film that popped out to you that uh, could scream some potential here uh, if Michigan did end up getting his commitment? I mean, he moves people really easily. Uh, he Most of the film is just him kind of pushing guys over. But like I said, that's why it may be – it was almost too easy, which is why I looked up the league that he plays in because I don't yeah. think it's very good competition. Um, so that's what I was looking But, I mean, he's doing what he's supposed to against uh, some outmatched players. So you like to see that. And he, uh, he is pretty mobile too. I like that. Uh, he, he pulls a couple times, uh, goes downfield. So – uh, I think he's kind of a big ball of clay to shape. Um, he's yeah, but there's questions about his height. You know, his 24/7 profile says 6'3". The start of the huddle clip said 6'4". Either way, those are pretty short for a tackle in the Big Ten. Yeah. So I think he's just he's going to have to be a an interior player. Stephen, let me ask you this, and then we'll wrap it up. Do you think that? Michigan should continue recruiting the offensive line position, given the four guys that they have. They really like these four guys that they got already. And quite frankly, I like uh, the four guys that they have as well. I think it's a pretty solid class. Do you think that they should continue after Strickland or other offensive linemen, or would you rather have them go after maybe another position or maybe stash that scholarship for the 22 class? Yeah, 
I'm biased in this because my strategy is always take as many large humans, specifically <laughs> offensive linemen, as you can. I just don't think you can have enough given how hard it is kind of to project those positions. Um, but I think it, it there is a fair amount of like, well, did Michigan have uh, any other prospects that they're like missing on that they think they can extend this? I think this is more they really like his film rather than a like, well, we just need to use – a, uh, a scholarship because like you said you can bank that for the next year and watching his film as John was saying he's definitely a, a ball of clay to mold but uh, even with the guys committed I, I haven't seen a guy move in space this well at this size very often I think it's it's very he's very underrated for that skill alone and that's something that uh, you can judge regardless of the level of competition he's going up against. So him pulling him going off of a double team and then extending to the second level. That's like what I call like the eyebrow razor to me where it's like, okay, this guy can actually move like he's 300 pounds and he is, he is flying to the second level here. So I think it's, it's likely more the case that they really like his film. And there's probably some of that in uh, like projecting the position for 2022 class. Maybe they're not as excited for potential guys there. So I think it's fair to say that, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I think his film is, is really good. It could be a position as well where Michigan wanted to hold out on an offer until later, just to, uh, to see like how late can we wait before he really blows up before the recruiting services get in there. Cause otherwise I don't know why he's so low. I feel like I'm missing something. Cause he's also like a two sport athlete. He's, the shot put discus guy so i still feel like i'm missing something but um but uh he's blocked he blocked a field goal on his film and that was really fun to watch and he likes to dive on people so he has he has a nasty streak that he plays with as well so so i don't know man i, I don't know uh why he's only ranked in the top 800 i think he's closer to a top 400 with a higher potential than that but uh yeah i'm, I'm excited about this offer yeah, not even top 100 in the state of Texas on the composite in this class. So definitely it would be interested to check out his film. I haven't had the opportunity to do that, but I'll, I'll take your guys' word for it for the time being. But uh, uh, until then, yeah, I uh, appreciate you guys hopping on the pod. As always, talking some Michigan football recruiting, and I appreciate all you guys listening at home, in your car, wherever you're at. Uh, thank you for all the support, and thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at on Twitter? At Simmons underscore John. Steven? At Steven Toski. You can follow Mason Brew on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, we're there. Steven does an awesome job with our YouTube channel as well, so go check that out and uh, give all of our podcasts here a subscription, a like, uh, whatever you can do to support our podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. So for all of us here at Mason Brew, and for John and for Steven, I am Vaughn. We'll talk to you guys next time.